How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to 19-Year-Old Shrink. This is Will John Grande. So we're starting to have guests back on today, and today is a very special guest, my friend, Summer Lee, who recently graduated from LMU and was in AK Psy with me, which is a business fraternity on campus. Summer is currently a marketing data analyst at Deloitte in their downtown LA office and is on to talk about her experiences with the transition from college to the professional world and how she's learned how to budget her money and time. She has some really great tips on how to structure her life and to create freedom for yourself in your life. And I personally have learned a lot from her, but really looking forward to today's talk. So thanks for joining, Summer. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Will. So uh, if you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you came from, and uh, we'll get right into the questions. Okay, so I was born and raised in Hawaii, all like 18 years of my life, went to elementary school, high school, all of that there. And then I decided to take a leap of faith and move to LA for college to go to LMU. And during my time there, I actually started my educational career, like my career path down engineering and quickly realized I love business and I wanted to be in that field. And I took steps to proactively engage in business activities. I planned a luau, which was supposed to host about 400 to 500 people with about a $10,000 budget. And that's actually when I started looking into budgets a little bit more. And during that sophomore year, my parents got a little bit more strict with my <laughs> spending. So that's why I started to look not only from the project side that I had different engagements with, but also for money and expenses because my parents, I'm so lucky to have had them support me throughout college. They paid for my education, my rent and groceries, which I know that's a lot of different things, but living in LA is so expensive. So having those <laughs> different assets like paid for, like, it was so I was I'm still so grateful that they were able to pay for those things. But anything else I had to pay for all on my own. So I had to figure out to, a way to be scrappy and make my money stretch longer because I was catching up in school. So since I switched out of engineering so late in my career, I had to take on 20 units, 19 units a semester at the same time as working jobs in order to not only make sure I graduated on time, but have enough funds to support myself in terms of I wanted to make sure I had fun through my college years because my parents told me like that was some of the best times of their lives and I wanted to make sure that I put my money towards experiences because I feel like those would last longer in terms rather than buying like material items so I stopped purchasing a lot of clothes throughout <laughs> college like I'm not someone who like constantly changed my wardrobe with the trends just to have like the bougiest outfit or like to fit into all the different trends I made sure I created a capsule wardrobe from pretty early on so that I wasn't spending a lot of money on clothing. But anytime anyone asked like, do you want to go to dinner or do you want to go like take a trip somewhere? I always tried to find a way to put money aside towards that specifically so that I wouldn't overspend. So one way I wouldn't overspend on like eating out per se was by never eating out when I was alone. Like I would never do takeout, never Grubhub things. Like I would only go out if someone, if I was going out with someone or a group of friends to get food. For the trip side, if there's an upcoming trip like spring break, um, Easter break, I would make sure that I was planning from a semester ahead that I put us at least 500 to $1,000 on the side just to pay for the plane ticket and the hotel because I knew that I would be able to gather a little bit money here and there to like, put aside as I was working my different jobs, but I knew I couldn't put that off all into the second semester if I wanted to take those trips because that would just overwhelm me. 
And one way I did this was by keeping a budget sheet of exactly how much I spent. I would never round my expenses. So say for instance, I go out to dinner with friends and my total was 2657. I would write exactly 2657 on my budget sheet and not round down to 26 bucks or round up to 27 because I wanted to know exactly how much was coming in and out of my bank account every month in order to make sure that I was saving to the cent. But I'm not cheap when I go out, like I'll still tip my 15 to 20 percent don't get me wrong but when it comes to like meticulously tracking i'm very particular with that going off that how do you create your budget like how is it structured the different categories just for people to kind of get a visual of how they could potentially do it i know it's obviously different for certain people and like what they're spending money on but like how do you specifically organize your budget sheet so i have a column for all the money coming in like income so when I was in college, I used to babysit. I was a research assistant and I would log every single paycheck to the penny. If I got a bonus on anything, log that in one column. And then in my next column, I would list all my expenses and categorize it based on if it was a necessity or if it was a want or something that I did for fun in order to track exactly how much I was spending towards like what I actually need versus how much I could be spending on. And that column, I would also break down if it was into cash or credit card spend expenses because I wanted to make sure I had enough cash on hand in case of any anything coming up that I needed cash for like trips because I hate withdrawing money from the ATM that's just a thing for me yeah no definitely on the other side after like track that's like my tracking portfolio but on the right side of that I have all my goals listed out like so when I was in college one thing I had was my first international trip I wrote that down on a line and I was like I'm gonna put $5,000 towards that. So I slowly started putting money towards that. Other stuff was like a $300 emergency fund for my car in case I ever <laughs> popped a tire or needed like an oil change. I would have that ready to go in case I needed it. And anytime I hit one of those goals, it used to be like white and like blank on the sheet. And every time I'd hit a goal, it would turn green. And then as I would spend those, it would go red so that I knew I had spent those. But going into like the next quarter or the next month, depending on how I broke down my sheet, I would put that on the savings and I would never touch that money unless it was for that exact expense in the goals column. I've started to do the same thing with the red and the green and everything like that and kind of organize it a similar way. And you kind of alluded to it before, but with your spending and obviously you're very to the detail, how do you make sure you don't get like stuck in almost like an analysis paralysis of everything you spend when you're this detail oriented? How have you kind of adjusted with that? And like, been able to say to yourself, oh, I am going to have fun now. Like this is where I can spend my money, but also realizing when to like buckle down and to recognize that, oh, I need to be saving here. So I think I alluded to it a little bit earlier on about like not eating out by myself, like try to limit expenses on like makeup or like accessories or anything that are not, they're fun things that I would like to have, but they're things that I don't necessarily need. Like do I need another makeup palette? No, I can live without that and go out with my friends on for like a night out instead of that. So when I'm analyze, like analyzing these different things, I track, I probably check up on my budget sheet like at least once a week to make sure everything's recorded properly. And if I ever do cash expenses, I will have my notes app open on my phone and like just type it in real quickly so that I can like put it on my sheet later on so that I know exactly how much I spend. But I can kind of get a feel for how much I'm spending in each category like groceries per month. I spend about $400 on groceries per month. Like I can kind of guesstimate, oh, this looks pretty on par and like double check 
because I've been doing this for so long, like I've been doing this for two years, like I started with pen and paper <laughs> sophomore year, like just out of like a notebook. And I slowly upgraded like senior year was when I made the change to make sure that I can like see everything because I had so many things that I wanted to do and make sure that I had the funds. And I didn't want to work through my summer between senior year of college and graduating to my first job. So I made sure that although it was a grind and I think my grind and hustle was the summer before actually starting with um, junior year going into senior year like that summer I barely spent any money because I knew I wanted to put that towards my senior year funds and I was living in a state where I didn't really have many friends like I moved to a completely different state for an internship and I guess that helped because I was just (laughs) doing school like catching up on um, summer school working my job so I didn't have a lot of expenses besides paying off the last of my car and that's another tip buy a used car don't buy a brand new car (laughs) I paid off my car in by the end of that summer, I bought it in the beginning of that summer and I paid it off by the end of that summer. But technically my dad fronted the money and I paid him back the, like the last little <laughs> bit by the end of the summer. But my tip of advice is to buy a used car. You don't need the fancy car. It just needs to get you from point A to point B safely. Definitely. No, and I think one of the things you said is that a lot of the work that you did for being able to like pay for all these trips was like the summer before. And like there's this idea of a lot of times where you are like in the current moment is based on what habits you had in place three months prior, three months, six months, 12 months, because a lot of times you don't really see the rewards of certain things immediately. So it's like cool to see that, oh, you were reaping the benefits of like what you were doing in the summertime. And like, I think that's definitely huge. And I kind of had a similar way when you were going through the budget sheet with me going into my senior year, I was like, okay, I got to work a lot. I've got to do this because I want to be able to say yes to things and to opportunities and experiences because it's like senior year of college, you know, you want to have fun with with people for sure. So with that, I wanted to talk about the idea of how it's the name of our episode, how structure creates freedom, because I think a lot of people, including myself, like sometimes we think, oh, I don't need to do this or this is just going to be a hassle. It's going to kind of bog me down and I'm going to feel like restrained by having to do these little things and like choosing to do something that might not be as rewarding in the present moment but it can be more rewarding down the line and that's what i think budgeting is is there's a lot of structure involved with that you have to give time to it you have to give attention and a lot of people might feel oh i'm not going to be able to do the things i want to do because i'm having to you know always record what i'm doing so in your experience how is having that structure allowed you to have more freedom in your life? And like, why do you think for people that might struggle with having that attention to detail, why do you think it's so worth it? I think it might be a pain to like have to be so nitpicky with it, but you don't want to also like let this stuff accumulate to the end of the month. And then you're sitting there with all your expenses and you're in the negative and you have this trip coming up for like two months down the line. And you're like, oh my God, like I'm $500 in the hole. Like I need to be in the green if I want to go on this trip. So you have to like pay attention to your budget in order to be able to do all these fun things later on. Like this past summer, I went to South Korea, I went to Boston, I went to Oregon and I went to Mexico. And that was purely based off of the fact that I had a lot of discipline, especially like first semester in the summer before, because although I was very frugal during the summer before, I ate out once a week because I was like my fun thing. And I maybe spent 30 bucks on eating out, but for the most part, I was eating at home that entire summer, paying off the rest of my car, but also putting money aside for like starting off my senior year. And then going into my senior year, I was like, I need to get two jobs. I was like, I need to get two good paying jobs. So babysitting was one of them. Babysitting 
And also like finding jobs that I guess don't feel like work. When I was being a research assistant, it was for like marketing research, which is something that interests me. So I didn't feel like I, it was like draining me. And then also babysitting, like I love working with kids. So that filled another, I guess, hole that I really wanted to like do. So it didn't feel very, it didn't feel like a ton, a ton of work, even though I was probably working for the babysitting and research assistant jobs alone, like maybe 20, 25 hours a week on top of having 20 units of class. But it didn't honestly feel like that bad. It, sometimes it was painful. Like I would say around like finals time, midterms time, that's when it was a little rough. But also like the babysitting family gave me a lot of flexibility. Oh, that's another thing. To have flexibility with these jobs that you're working is really nice. So if you can find something that, you know, is only like a couple days a week and you just always put that on the side, like that's flexible in my opinion. Definitely. And I remember you mentioned something to me about when you're looking for a job, there's three things that you should look for in a job. Do you want to like explain that a little bit? Because I think that's very helpful for people to have an idea of, is this something that's going to be benefiting me? And There's three types of compensation or three forms of compensation. First is the work environment. Second is your actual like compensation pay, like 401k and benefits. And then your third is your ability to learn and grow. And these are three things that I always look at when I'm getting a different job. So I guess babysitting, let's start with that one. I love the work environment. The kids were amazing. The family I worked with was amazing. They paid me really well. And I don't know about like learning and growing. I guess that's more like interpersonal skills. That, but I guess it was still technically learning and growing, just not in the same structured sense that you would think of in like a corporate work environment. And then on the flip side, we can look at like working at Deloitte right now. I think the compensation is amazing. I think the work environment is amazing. Like it's considering it's a consulting firm. Like I don't work super, super crazy hours like the ones that you probably like hear about on the yeah. like, all, like working 60 plus hours that does happen every so often but it's not like consistently like a lot of people think in my opinion and like I love my coworkers, so that's work environment and number two and number three for that one is I got as soon as I joined they have all these programs to like learn and certify yourself in different skills so like one thing I immediately started to pick up was HTML and SQL which SQL is a big thing in the marketing data world but html was something i needed for my project so i hopped on a course and was able to take it quickly and now i code in html on a daily basis <laughs> so now that you've transitioned from like doing those jobs on the side now you're obviously working at deloitte how has would you say that there's kind of a lifestyle inflation is that real with your first real job out of college almost definitely like paying rent and like finding a good apartment like i wanted to make sure it was safe there was an in-unit washer dryer and parking those three things in la combined you're paying a minimum of 2k and it's gone up now i think it's like 2.1k minimum that you're paying for that kind of expense but on top of that because this is the first time i feel like or at least a lot of people that i know like this is their first time making a lot of like real money like they we didn't grow up with a lot of like a lot of disposable income like we got everything we needed but we didn't have money to just throw left and right. And I think in the first couple of months, I spent way over the amount of money I should have been spending. Going out to clubs and like buying tables, buying bougie <laughs> dinners, hundred plus dollar dinners, bi-weekly or weekly. Like I shouldn't have been spending money on those kinds of things. I mean, I still followed like similar rules. Like I was only doing it when I was going out with people, but I needed to really reflect on what I was doing. So I let myself have my fun for the, so I started my job in August. And all the way through December, I was like, okay, you can have your fun, like just wrap up the last year of like super fun times. 
and then buckling back down when you go into January. And I can honestly say that I have not spent that much money this month and I've actually been really good on my budget this month. And I think I'm like right now $700 under, which is really nice considering it's only like week two. So hopefully it'll still stay on that path. But I'm definitely trying to save up more now for my next trip coming up in May. Got a lot of traveling (laughs) on your hands. (laughs) Yes, that's one thing that I like definitely say put your money towards like even if it's solo like you don't have to always go with friends for it to be worth it and like worth the experience in my opinion but it also is fun to go visit your friends definitely like i visited will yeah <laughs> she did it was a blast but yeah you kind of alluded to this too i think the the alcohol i think is the biggest one kids our age that just racks up so it's always interesting like hearing people's perspectives about that <laughs> like like honestly because like i i'm always trying to figure out ways to save like money in certain areas and i feel like being able to devote that stuff to like experiences is a lot more important and being able to say yes to those because years down the line that's what you're going to remember it's not going to be like the little purchases at the bar or anything like that so yeah definitely and another thing i would say is not to like flex by like a cartier bracelet or whatnot like live within your means when you're working live below your means if possible i know it's really hard right now with the inflation and i've actually been seeing it like at the grocery store like my $400 went a lot farther when I was in college. So like, I might have to like reevaluate my budget based off of inflation, even though I'm trying really hard to stay under it. Sometimes it might not be realistic. Like if my rent prices go up or something within the next year. Definitely. And like with being out of school and being able to pay for a lot like more things on your own. Like I know for me, when I am paying for my own things and I have a good balance where I have my family's able to pay for like my college and do stuff like that. But there's a lot of things that I have started to pay for. And I would say it definitely builds confidence, self-confidence, being able to know that I can actually support myself. So how has the transition from college life to the professional world helped you build self-confidence, like knowing that like, oh, I can do it on my own? I feel like a bad bee knowing that I can pay like my rent (laughs) and knowing that I'm like staying within my budget and I'm not like going massively into credit card debt to like either keep up with anyone because I'm like overspending like even though I do say like oh yeah I spent so much money in the last four months like going out and stuff like that I never went over like how much I was making and that's a big thing of I think like working in the working world like you can have a little fun for like the first couple of months I feel like you if you if you get a job like that you earned it and you should be able to enjoy it. But there's a point where you need to buckle back down and like follow and like look at your priorities and like what you really want from life. And like one thing I really want to do is travel while I'm young. So like right now I got a credit card. I got a travel credit card. So I have the Chase Sapphire Preferred and that one's with a $95 annual fee. Eventually I want to build up my ecosystem of credit cards so that I have the Chase Freedom Unlimited, the Chase, the Chase Sapphire Preferred, and then build up my Amex one so that the two Amex ones, I forgot what they were called, but one was the 251 and the other one was like a $650 one. Currently on my current salary, <laughs> I cannot afford the $650 one, even though the benefits are really good. That's why I wanted to start my little travel ecosystem with the $95 one. I can afford the $95 annual fee in order to get the return. And it's actually returned very well because that's how I'm paying for my Korea trip in May. So pretty much paid for the whole ticket. Yeah, for that. definitely. I think you talked about this with not going too crazy, like obviously having fun the first couple months of your new job and doing things like that, going out is important. But with people that might have high salaries and you know might work a ton, but then they might spend a ton, 
I would much rather be in a place where I'd make like a less salary, but like save a lot more because in the end, it all evens out. It's, it doesn't really matter how much you make. It matters how much of that you're spending and seeing what that's like. So I think it's definitely important to keep that in mind. And it seems like you're doing a great job of that. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, definitely cr- spend a credit card like you're spending a debit card. Like never go over the amount that you're making ever. Like even though like that's how people go into crazy amounts of credit card debt. And I never want to end up in that. Definitely, definitely. And what have you learned most about yourself through budgeting? It changed my perspective on the way that I viewed money. And I view money more so now as a vehicle of like my experiences and my time. Like I don't ever want to trade like money for time again. If I'm able to, like I don't want to trade money for time because in my opinion, like money can get you so many things, but it's it should it shouldn't be like your only focus on life. But if you just take these small steps to budget, like it's not gonna consume you. Like I feel like money consumes you when you're not making rent at the end of the month, when you're not paying your expenses on time and then it starts to give you a lot of stress. Like I never want it to get to that point and that's why I budget so much and I think budgeting also allows me extra like wiggle room so it's like the preparation ahead of time and I'm a big believer in like you make your own luck and luck is at the intersection of preparation and opportunity and I think by budgeting you set yourself up in a better position to say yes to all the things that I've like got to be able to do this past summer and all the things that I want to do in the future like I want to go to Austin in March too. Like I'm already putting money on the side for these different opportunities to take advantage of them. My flight in March is cheap, but I can afford that because I like saved up like miles or something from like my credit card points and whatnot. So definitely. Yeah, definitely. And what are some of the things that as you've transitioned from college to the professional world, you might've had like an idea, oh, I'm going to have to be paying for this. What are some of the things expenses that you didn't anticipate you would have that you've kind of had to deal with and certain expenses that you people that are going to be start being financially independent should look out for your first couple months of rent because you don't know if you're going to like go into your job immediately like right after the summer like make sure you have enough money to pay for one to two months worth of rent and on top of that the deposit and another thing is unexpected expenses. Like if something expensive you have breaks, like a laptop or a phone, like you need to be able to be able to pay for a new one because those are like necessity items that you're like, oh my goodness, like I didn't have money on the side for this. Like I should have had money on the side for this because now it's like dipping into like maybe your travel funds or something else that you wanted to do. But now you have to take that back and look at that and actually pay those off instead first. Oh, and another big thing, health insurance make sure if you can stay on your family plan like if you have siblings that are younger than you so like i have a younger sibling who's going to be in college for the next four years and that's actually when i age out of the healthcare, you know like system with your parents because i think you can be on your like parents healthcare plan until you're 26 and if you're they're already paying paying for a family plan you're technically covered so don't be paying for your own insurance i learned that the hard way so i had double coverage and i didn't need it and that was like 150 $200 extra a month that I could have been like putting towards savings or putting towards like investing or even like a trip even. Definitely. Yeah. And you've talked a lot about budgeting your money and how a lot of the things that we learn in budgeting has to do with a lot of the things in life. And another part of it is learning how to budget your time. How have you done that in your life? How do you organize your time and prioritize the right things in your life? I think it looks very different, like budgeting your life, like time-wise in college looks very different from 
work life because you have so much more time in college despite having 20 units two jobs and like being involved with a lot of organizations on campus in college I still think I had more time or at least a more flexible schedule in college even though like working from home for Deloitte is really nice like you still have to be like online for like those nine hours ten hours a day like being like pingable but like when you're in college and stuff so like in college, like, yes, you have to go to class, but there's a lot more gaps where you have, like, the opportunity to do things and, like, you're sitting around, like, oh, what should I do? Even, like, an hour in between things, like, if you're on campus and you have friends um, that you want to, like, meet up with, like, now, as someone who's post-grad, to meet up with someone, it takes sometimes, like, a month of planning just to find a good date to, like, meet up with your friend that you haven't seen in maybe two months, like, it takes a lot more effort in terms of like friendships and like relationships with people in my opinion like you have to put in a lot more effort and you have to be a lot more forward about making time and like putting dates on your calendar oh I guess this kind of ties into I have a calendar that I write everything down on and I try to make sure that most at least three out of like the four weekends of the year like there's planned stuff that I'm doing with different friends at all times because that's something that brings me joy but on a day-to-day basis something that I'm doing right now is I'm working my normal nine nine to five more like eight to five <laughs> but nine to five and then I try to like have dinner maybe like once or twice a week with different friends that I haven't seen in a while so that takes up a couple I on my calendar I plan out strategically the exact days that I'm going to go to the gym because it's downstairs in my lobby of my apartment like it forces me to go on the days like even if it's just half an hour like you just force yourself to go for that half an hour and you'll feel so much better that you stuck to this schedule like that's on your calendar rather than skipping days and then oh I didn't go to the gym at all this week and then also another thing that I do is I make sure that I have like rather than timing it down to the exact time on a day that I want to do stuff I'm like I need half an hour to study my Korean so that's another thing I'm doing right now I'm studying Korean and trying to learn the language so I set half an hour for that I set an hour for the gym it doesn't matter when I go in the day it just I have to go at some point during that day and then on the next day it's like oh I'm going out with my friends so I'll still have half an hour for Korean but I might not go to the gym so the next day I have to go to the gym so you were in, in you were in my position you know not too long ago being a senior in college for people that might not have figured out their jobs yet and it's still pretty early honestly but for people that are scrambling or might not know what they want to do can you offer any words of encouragement or advice or anything at all just to make them realize oh I'm not that far behind or where I think I should be well to give a little I guess preface when I switched out of engineering that started with a day of me like a full day of me sobbing thinking I was a failure switching out of engineering <laughs> because I wasn't going to end up graduating from college with a BS like bachelor's of science in mechanical engineering but it turns out that that's not what was meant for me so you might not figure out what you want to do necessarily in life until a little bit later on like I did I didn't walk in I walked into college thinking like I'm a hundred percent going to be a biomedical engineer and I'm going to design this and this is going to be my entire career path and then halfway throughout college I had this big event that I hosted that was more so business focused and that's when I realized I'm like hey, I'm kind of good at this. I'm actually way better at this than I was in engineering. And this doesn't feel like work, even though I swear I spent just as much time on engineering homework as this like side project hustle thing, but it didn't feel like time was moving at all. And I think 
focusing on finding something that inspires you and makes you like fuels you and you're passionate about is more important than like you sitting there being like super miserable in your day-to-day because this is going to be your life you know for like the next like you're gonna have to work in some way or shape or form for at least 10 20 30 40 years depending on what type of job you have and if you can like progress faster like obviously if you're an entrepreneur and you hit it off really quickly you might be able to retire at 30 but that's not always the case for a lot of people and like something that I've been looking at in life too recently is like what are things that bring me joy so that I can like highlight those more so in my day to day and that's something that I've tried to do in the new year like changing my mindset and like making and carving out time for these things like maybe 10 years down the line I'm gonna have a different like career path that I want to go to because I've realized in the last two years that I have so many different interests like at one point I was like I want to be a product manager next point I'm like oh I want to go into marketing like marketing so cool maybe I want to manage people or like go into HR in like 10 years like who knows what my my perspective is always changing with like the different experiences that I get in life so you don't have to like know exactly what you want and I still don't know exactly what I want like I don't know if I want to like move out of the country for a couple yeah. of years and like sample that type of lifestyle or like stay in California forever or like move back to Hawaii at some point like there's always like pros and cons to everything that you are doing but you just gotta kind of test it out in order to like know if you're gonna like it or not and just because you're down one avenue for like even a year a year seems like so much at the time but in the grand scheme of things a year is nothing definitely and I think a lot of times we sometimes might look at an opportunity and say oh this was just I'm not going down this path it's not gonna help me at all in my life but like using everything as like a data point and that oh what did I learn specifically from this what did I learn from this job although I'm not gonna be using this in the industry if you trace it back long enough you can see oh this helped even though I didn't end up pursuing this as a career this helped me for the career that I'm in now and I think that's important and also with what you said about not being like putting pressure on yourself to you know find that job I also think it's important to not like rush it because if you do rush it and you get to the point where you're like I just want to get a job just to have a job you could end up you know starting off your working life like miserable in a job that you don't like just because you wanted to have a job immediately rather than being patient with it and not giving into the outside pressures if that makes sense but on the flip side I do understand that like people sometimes do need to have a job and sometimes they might have to just suck it up for a year and do that thing in order to be able to have like a pivot point to just gain their first experience if they have no experience to have some experience rather than no experience and then pivot out and do what they actually want to do because I know like right now with the current like job market like marketing I've seen like in other like places like it's struggling a little bit so maybe right now is not the time to like dive deep into that but also still do stuff that maybe like a little side project relating to that, but not like 110% down that avenue and like pivot it and like revisit that maybe in a year or two from from now. Definitely. No, that's a that's a really good point. And I think that's really good advice, actually. And then I also wanted to ask you about how the people in your life, because I do believe you are who you surround yourself with and like the environment that you put yourself in ultimately shapes like who you become. So how have your relationships in college, your relationships with your coworkers, how those relationships influence that idea and collective idea of, you know, your environment ultimately leading to like who you become. So I'm going to just start it off with like my parents because they've raised me for like, you know, pretty much my whole life. I still call my dad to complain about stuff and like my mom to complain about stuff or like figure out how to cook things on 
I want to say a weekly basis. So they've definitely influenced a lot of like the way I think. But one thing that I truly appreciate is how much they've supported me. Like I don't have the typical Asian parents where they're like, you need to be lawyer, doctor, engineer in order to be successful in life, even though that was my original path. But when I switched out, my dad was like, you know, I kind of like saw this coming. Like you liked business so much more. Like, I don't know why you didn't just like start down that path. But he was like, you needed to go through this period of time in order to realize it for yourself because if I was the one telling it to you, you wouldn't listen. And I was like, you're 100% true. But I think like going back to friendships too, so not only like my family support, but friendships wise, like I have a very good core group of people that I've grown up with since I was like 10 years old, five years old that I still am friends with. And I think that's dug a lot, like created a really good foundation of just like friendship relationships for me in general so that I was able to when I went to college feel more comfortable with myself because when I first came to college I was like okay I hate college I it's so (laughs) it's so different like living in California than it is from Hawaii you might not like really feel it but or like you might not notice it like as an outsider looking in but as like someone from Hawaii like I know a lot of people get homesick and like my first friend group in California was like a couple Hawaii club people and they were the ones who got me to go out to AKSI and then AKSI is where I found like that was basically like a starting point that just like you know like when you look at a curve on a chart like how it's like sometimes you're like gradually increasing yeah, and then yeah. you just like goes <laughs> up exponentially I think AKSI was that like pivot point because I made so many friends that have honestly shaped and given me so much confidence like going into like my career but like just into life in general like Sometimes I don't always have the confidence in myself to be like, okay, you're good at this. Like, you should be doing this. Like, I I had a conversation with one of my friends at 2 o'clock in the morning when, nice. I was, when I was engineering. I fell asleep on all of my books. Like, I was still studying. She came back. She, like, woke me up because she knew I was, like, supposed to be studying. And she I, she always, I always tell her, like, wake me up if I, like, fall asleep on my books. She was like, Summer, do you really like doing this? Like, that's when I knew. I was like, I need to pivot out. And then I had support of like other, she was formerly an AKSI, <laughs> but then also at the other time, like when I came back with a job offer for this other company, I didn't really enjoy the work environment as much as I think I should have. So that in terms of like regional location, like if they had relocated me to like the place that they said they were going to relocate me to, I would not have been happy. So I had friends who like, basically told me like don't settle for this like never settle and that's when I decided to keep going and like I had no like going into second semester senior year I had no jobs lined up I was applying left and right to different places and then I landed upon Deloitte somehow and like that was a blessing and I if I hadn't like said no to that other opportunity to like go work for this company in like the middle of nowhere where I didn't want to be because of my friends like I was gonna take the offer because the pay was super good and I was like should I just take it like make my parents happy but my friends my roommates at the time convinced me no like keep going like there's something better out there for you and sure enough now I live in K-Town in LA which is where I wanted to end up not a bad place for me yeah and also looking at like just my friendships in college in general like people have been able to change my perspective on the way I think about like different circumstances and like they're just so much fun to be around like I think my college friends like understand me like they've seen my growth I feel like my growth has gone up a lot more in college and like I got to grow with them so that's like a nice thing to see like I got to like they got to watch me grow but I got to watch them grow at the same time and I've still stayed like in close contact with them 
even though I've been out of college for almost a year now. It's crazy. You're, yeah. you're, you're old. I'm not old. <laughs> That's definitely, I think, really important. And you choosing to take the job, obviously, and like being patient with being in LA, that stood out to me because that's kind of where I'm at now. Like I keep hearing, oh, like there's job offers or there's job opportunities in these other places. And I'm like, friendships are important. Like I think obviously having a job is important, but everything that you do is, you might not be successful in it every way, but you're always trying to like do the next thing for the end goal of being happy. Like I think like having a job is to be happy or like making money is a way to like provide for your family so that you, you can be happy. Friendship is a part of that too. So not being able, not like discounting that and recognizing, oh, like if I take this job in this area, what if I can take this job in this area and be with my friends? Because that's kind of like another pillar of my life that I'm like trying to fulfill, if that makes sense. But like, I think that's a very important thing to be able to take into account. And I'm glad you were able to do that for yourself. That was a big factor, like being able to be close to friends and family, because like on my day to day basis, what keeps me going, what fires me up is my relationship with my people. And I, I don't think I tell them I love them enough, but like <laughs> I do truly appreciate the people in my life and I try to make like if I try to carve out time on my schedule with you, that means I truly appreciate you and I try to really like I love you and I'm trying to make time like it's, it's rough out here sometimes. Definitely, definitely. I have one more question for you, Summer, and this is not my question. It actually comes from a podcast that I listen to a lot, the Lewis House School of Greatness podcast, but he asks every guest at the end of their show. And I haven't actually really done this, but I'm very curious to hear what you would say. I mean, you're still relatively young, like we're all still relatively young, so you have time for this answer to evolve. But years down the line, you we all leave the earth and you have to basically leave behind three different pieces of advice that you would give to people. That's all you're basically leaving behind. What would those three pieces of advice be to someone that you're trying to help? Okay, so the three pieces of advice that I would leave the earth with basically would be do what you love, love what you do because it makes time go by so much faster and you end up in a lovely flow state if you love what you're doing. Second is to say yes to everything or at least put yourself in a position where you can try to say yes to everything because I'm talking more so about experiences, especially with friends and family because you might not get that time back that all of you can gather in that one place time and be in that one specific place especially if it's like a trip like that's something that's just so amazing like I cannot tell you how much traveling with my friends and family has impacted my life so that's something that I would also leave and the last thing is to take calculated risks like I'm not saying do like crazy stupid stuff like all the time but like put yourself where you're gonna put yourself out of your comfort zone like I'm talking like if no one wants to go on a trip with you but you really want to go to this one particular place at this particular time go by yourself like you'll meet people as long as it's a safe place like yeah. <laughs> don't don't go to somewhere like gnarly where there's a bunch of stuff going on but if it's a place that you've been wanting to go to for a long time and it's relatively safe like go by yourself solo it you'll meet people i promise because i did it i was terrified when i left for my trip but that's something that i would like looking back that's one of the best trips i've taken in my life yeah those are definitely three really great pieces of advice that you'd leave us with and I just want to thank you, Summer, first off, but um, for people that, you know, want to learn more about your experience or get advice from you, where do you recommend they reach you? You can reach out to me on my LinkedIn. We'll, we'll link it on the bottom of the post. Great. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank you. I think definitely in college, it's very important to develop that structure so that 
you're not blindsided going into the working world. And I think being able to develop those habits over time will give you such great perspective and allow you to say yes to a lot of things that you might not have been able to say yes to. And what I really took away from your talk is being able to see that you really can create that freedom in your life and you can create that structure and freedom in your life and it can really pay dividends and you've been able to travel the world because of being able to budget for yourself and you've been able to make it on your own. So good for you, Summer, proud of you. And I'm very thankful that you've given me this advice because it's definitely helped out for my senior year as well. If you want to reach out to me, everyone, my Instagram page is 19 year old shrink podcast. Again, I'm not 19 anymore, 21 and a half, but we'll keep it going. And my personal page is WJG23. But thank you so much, everyone, and hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care.